Blog Talk Radio. Welcome everybody, we are live here on Journey In 
to the Light Spiritual Radio coming to you for the Elizabeth Princeton Show. So call on in anything you're dealing with in your life that you're needing help in. Um, Elizabeth is an amazing life coach, and I say that with all honesty, and I've done um, over 5,000 spiritual shows in my 10 years of doing Journey into Light. And she really works with you in the core areas um, that you need help and has a plan for you um, to get the help that you need. Um, a lot of times we, we go through hard times and, and we need a coach to help us, you know, get out of the, you know, the, where we're stuck at. And um, anyway, so and during the show right now, you can speak to, if you're live, I mean, um, you can speak to Elizabeth. Again, the phone number on the radio show is 347-884-8245. And we also have listed on the show page links where you can contact Elizabeth as far as websites, Facebook, all that listed right here on the show page. And Elizabeth is live here every Wednesday here at 2 o'clock Pacific Time, 4 Central, 5 Eastern Time, exclusively here on Journey into the Light. So here is Elizabeth Princeton. Hi, Michael. Thank you for the warm welcome. You're so welcome. I am responding to some of you guys that are um, sending me messages right now on Facebook. The topic of the day is affairs. Um, but really, the topic is anything that you're struggling with. You can call in um in about you can go to my web which is elizabethprinceton.com the blog is there in regards to affairs and um that's one of the topics that's very very dear to my heart due to my own story and um i can help you i can help you heal your heart i can help you learn the path of forgiveness and what that looks like for some of you that are still attracting people into your life that cheat on you and you're hurt and you're devastated and you're angry and um, it hinders you from attracting love and light into your space. Um, I've been there. I know what it's like. And um, I want to help you because you are worthy and deserving of the life and the love that Christ created you for. And um, so I did a a video yesterday, Michael, I don't know if you saw it. It was just a quick one in regards to affairs and just the fact that um, the moment that you are able to take the person out and thank them for cheating on you, that is a true moment of forgiveness. And not many people experience that freedom and even know what that looks like. And uh, Rosemary says betrayal. And um, somebody is speaking to me in Spanish, and no comprende Espanol, Jose. <laughs> Sorry. 25 years ago, I was fluent, not anymore. Um, but as I shared yesterday, the facts are astounding in regards to um, affairs. One-third of all marriages, someone cheats. And, um, Michael, I know you've been married 35 years. And um, a lot of times people don't know they've been cheated on, don't realize they've been cheated on, but there's symptoms going on in the marriage. 
And a lot of times the body manifests symptoms and we don't listen to it, that something's not right. And um, someone cheats. And the effects are devastating. It's devastating to be cheated on, to know that everything that you committed to, that you put your life and your soul into, it just got thrown away. And uh, Rosemary, I'm sorry, I'm cutting in and out. I don't, I don't know what to tell you on that. I'm live, but you can call in at the phone number is three four seven eight eight four eight two four five. And statistics show, Michael, believe it or not, that 22% of men cheat out of that figure and that 14% are actually women. And studies show that 36% claim that it is on a business trip or actually with a coworker that they have an affair with. And 35% um, is actually on a business trip. 17% admit it being with a brother-in-law or a sister-in-law. That one sort of surprised me a little bit. And then um, this is the part that's really a wrencher, is that people do it as vindictive acts to get back at the other person. And 9% of men do that, and 14% of women do that. And um, there's two phases of life that usually people have affairs, and one is between the fifth and the seventh year uh, mark of a marriage, and sometime maybe we'll have time to do a radio show on that, but what it's called the seven-year itch, and um, then the other is in midlife crisis. So I really want to help you guys in regards to the betrayal that you feel, How do you walk past that? How do you hurt your healing heart? Where are you at in the process? What's been done to you? Um, Doesn't define you. And just know that because someone cheats, that's no different than, and I know I'm going to say that since some of you guys are going to be like upset with me. Angelina, hi. But it's this. It's called sin, and we're all sinners, and sin affects other people, and unfortunately, in a committed relationship, someone sins and cheats, so call in, let me help you heal a broken heart. Because I know what it's like to be devastated, not feel worthy, not feel good enough, wonder why me, wonder what was wrong with me, was I not pretty enough, good looking enough, did I not serve my husband well enough, how was I lacking as a spouse, as a partner, Um, what caused this to happen, and... um, Felt like I was losing everything. Got mad at God. Felt like God had abandoned me. God rejected me. Why would a good God allow such to someone who gave up their career and their life for a family and and for, for a man? Because my whole heart's desire was to have a family. 
and to come alongside and serve with a man. So um, the irony of it all is I've come out the other side. And um, as I said yesterday, there's nothing more empowering than taking somebody out who's done an act that broke a commitment and hurt your heart and thank them. Because who I am today, I would have never been if it wasn't for the path that the affair took me on. And that truly is God's grace. And that truly is something that transcends me, which takes you back to the cross. And that's true forgiveness. And how many of y'all know what true forgiveness looks like? Many of you have been cheated on by more than one person. And you're pointing the finger at them. That person cheated and that person cheated and that person cheated and that person cheated. And yet there's one common denominator. And it's you. And that's what I'm here for today is I want to work with you. I want to help you break a pattern. Uh, Elizabeth, did you read my comment? Let me go there. I'm going through a battle today with a coworker who is a bully. Okay, Angelina, call in. So, so Michael, you're a masculine man, been married 35 years. I'd love to hear your comments. Well, um, a little less than that, 30, but thank you. I'm sure I know I'll be 35 years, God willing, um, health-wise. Well, how many years have you been? 30. 30, 30 okay. in October, yeah. So, Wonderful. Yeah, a lot of years. Yes, yes, definitely. I, I had a question for you, Elizabeth, on this subject and to see how you feel about this. I heard this, and I believe it was Dr. Phil's show, and he said – um, that if someone committed an affair and your spouse didn't know about it, then you should not break their heart and tell them because all you're trying to do by doing that is lessen the guilt on you. And you should bear that guilt because you're the one who cheated and did wrong. But don't break your spouse's heart and, and their mm-hmm. whole life by telling them something that, can't you know it, it, this is if you know the person's on the straight and narrow now and it's not you know it's continuing to cheat um uh, that was his mm-hmm. feeling on that what's your thoughts on that well i'm going to tell you from my own personal story my body knew something was wrong in my relationship which put me into something's wrong with me i'm crazy i'm paranoid put me into counseling medicated myself only to come to find out that the body, this is where the phrase comes up that I work with people. The body doesn't lie. You can heal your life. So my world was spinning out of control because I thought everything was me. It was my problem. The, The problems in the, in our marriage were me. It was me, 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 me. I was willing to look at me and, um, And doing so, that person did not want to reveal the truth about what was really going on because they didn't want to hurt me, devastate my world, break up a family, afraid that I might leave, 
by the way, I'm not married, but that's not the way, not the reason why I got a divorce. Um, from me personally, ask all my children, and you can ask all my exes. I have always said this. doesn't matter what you do. You choose to do it because you choose to do it. But in honoring me and honoring us and whatever commitment we have, if I find out from somebody else, and I've come to the country, but your ass is fried if I hear it from somebody else. So being a Christian, understanding human behaviors, understanding what it's like to be an imperfect human being and with another imperfect human being. And it's only by the cross that I'm saved and I'm forgiven. I might have a different lens than most people. For me personally, I'd want the person to come forward and tell. Each person's situation is going to be different. I'm not going to be able to answer for everybody in regards to what's right for them and what's wrong for them. Um, they have to make that choice themselves. A lot of times people do that out of fear, fear that their whole world is going to be broken. That person is going to leave and then, you know, it's going to break up a marriage, break up, you know, the children are going to be just devastated. What people don't realize about affairs is, People think that nobody knows, and that's not the truth. Kids pick up on something's not right in the marriage. The other spouse picks up on something's not right in the marriage. So it takes integrity to actually stand up to the plate and own what your actions have been. And then make a commitment in regards to what that will look like to heal. In the shadows, we don't grow as people. There's no forgiveness in the shadows. It's when we are come forward and declare what we have done and our sins. Only then can our hearts truly heal and we can truly know love in a manner and a way which we never thought possible. So I don't know if that answered your question or not. Yeah, that's, yeah, I like that. Um, I like that. We do have a call here, um, and we do invite everybody to call in and speak to Elizabeth, 347-884-8245. And um, we have Gary in New York that has a question here. Gary, you're on the air. Go ahead, please. Hi, Elizabeth. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, Gary. How's New York? It's cold and rainy over here. It's not uh, how it is over there on the West Coast. I'm sure you have much better weather. That's okay. I'm from the East Coast, so it's good to hear your voice. How can I help you today? Thank you. Uh, you speak about betrayal, um, the feeling of betrayal. I had actually an ethical question that kind of tied into the subject of betrayal. Um, my okay. father, my father has been seeing a clinical therapist recently, and okay. he's been experiencing some very kind of I don't know I would say unethical behavior on the behalf of his doctor, and I 
kind of feel betrayed because this is a doctor that I've dealt with uh, for a while already. Um, I have my dad right here. I mean, I, I can even put him on the phone with you. Dad, why don't, why don't you talk to Elizabeth? Hang on one second. I'll put him on. Okay. I never saw a doctor visit like this. <laughs> She's examining the young man. Okay, okay. Am I talking to the father now? I... Hello? Yes. Are you there? Okay, hi. I can barely hear you. Can you speak into the mic more? Okay, wonderful. My name is Elizabeth, and so I'd love to hear what's going on. I never saw a doctor visit. Female doctor who shows up in an okay, I, I don't think it's it's not legit. It's not, and I, when I was hearing it more, and we'll leave it alone. That's and and okay. your number We're will be forwarded. That call. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, okay. And I, I did call tell the caller I did have, and I do have his phone number, so I will give that to okay. the uh, necessary authorities. But that's um. Anyway, if someone really has a uh, issue, call in, okay? Okay, Michael, number one, I want to say thank you for your protection. And um, I really appreciate that. So I want to say thank you. Sure. This is, sure. This is your, this is what you're good at. I want to be able to just help people and have you do your thing. Hi, Robert, my dear friend. Let's see, uh, Douglas, what's going on with you, dear? We are talking about um, affairs and relationships today. Um, and then I don't, I don't see the other comments. So um, today, in regards to talking to affairs, Actually, we're talking about any topic, but today I did a blog and a video on affairs to help those who are hurting and have hurting hearts to let them know that there is hope. How many of you guys are out there and maybe you're the one that's cheated? And we're going back to Michael's question, which was this. Um, You don't want to share it with your spouse because you're afraid. And you're afraid that if you tell your spouse, it'll hurt them and devastate them, and your whole world will crash. And that's the thing about secrets is secrets kill. So whether you choose to take it to your grave or not, what a horrible thing to take to your grave. What a horrible thing knowing that every night you sleep with the person that you claim to love, and you have such a huge secret that you're hiding from them. What would it take for you to be in the space to show yourself and who you truly are? Because you really can't have a marriage. You really can't have a relationship unless you truly live in the space of authenticity and reveal your true self. Otherwise, you live a lie and it's fake. Affairs happen because there's something that's not complete in the relationship. There's something not working, okay? Yes, some people are sex addicts. I get it. 
I get it that some people say, hey, sh that person made a move on me. I was vulnerable, went for it, okay? But in dealing with affairs, you're in a, a relationship. It takes two people. You can say there's a cheater. Okay, great. If you were cheated on, okay, so you're the one that was cheated on. But there's something that's not right in the relationship. And it's only until you sit and look at what's wrong can you move forward. So that pattern ceases. Otherwise, something else is going to come up because you might cheat. You might become an alcoholic. Um, you might decide to steal something. It doesn't matter. Affairs are basically the escape from reality. They deaden us. They don't allow us to live in the space of love, which is what Christ designed us for. When you're in a space of love and being love-able and lovable, which there's two different definitions, then and only then can you have a relationship that flourishes and grows. And Michael, you've been married for 30 years. You know what that's like. Right. I mean, there's a sense of, uh, you know, of honesty that's, it's, that's needed. And, and like you were saying, you know, there's no hiding. There's uh and I do think we have a call here, but there is no hiding, you know, your spouse should know, uh, but you're like, people think, well, I'm, you know, about the kids, like you said perfectly, your kids know, you know, <laughs> they may not say, but the kids are watching and we underestimate our kids. We all, we would think, you know, well, some do, but kids are very, very smart and very, very observant. So, well, it's called instinct it. and intuition. Yes, And it's called instinct and intuition, and we don't understand the power of instinct and intuition. So we have a caller. Are you there, Michael? Not sure if something happened to my phone or not. Okay, we're going to wait for Michael to come on. I don't know what happened. Okay, I'm sorry. I was in the screening room, and uh, so I kind of go back and forth. So in the screening room, I can't hear. Um, oh, so, okay. Have, good. I'm sorry. But, um, okay. Do you have a question for me? I'm sorry. No, I thought we had a caller, so that's why I, I stopped yeah. for a moment. Uh, caller dropped, but um, okay. I'll let you know once we get the next one in here. So. Okay. Hi, Donnie. Hello. Okay, so we have a question on here. How old I am? That's really not relevant. Um, let's see. I don't really know what else to respond to here, and that's okay. So, um, Michael, I'd like to hear from your perspective because you're on the phone um, a lot with Journey of Light, and relationships are a big topic. What seems to be the overriding theme of what you've heard over the years on radio in regards to why people cheat? Well, 
you know, a lot of women call in, you know, is my husband cheating? Of course, you know, they wouldn't be calling in if they didn't already know the answer that he is. <laughs> so they already know the answer. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, and But it's surprising, Elizabeth, the number of women that call in that um, – are willing to stay with him even though he's cheating because, or and sometimes even abuse, uh, because they don't want to be alone, which um, mm-hmm. is really sad. And I, I, if I'm talking to them, I try to let them know, you know, someone is out there that will love you and, you know, and the one for you and, and, and by, you know, and this is not the one. And one lady that I spoke to um, called in and she was wanting to end her life. She was, she whispered Mm -hmm. so low that the guest on the show didn't pick it up. And I said, don't you hang up. I'm going to talk to you in the screening room. Mm -hmm. Sure enough, she came from another country and she was abused by her husband for a number of years. And she thought all men were this way. So her whisper was, Mm -hmm. why should I continue? You know, and I picked that up and I said, I've been married 30 years. I've never touched my wife in that way. And there's many men like, Mm -hmm. like me. And she said, really? And she changed her life. She went, and now she counsels other battered women. She said, you give me a mm-hmm. whole new lease on my life, and I thank mm-hmm. you for that. So, I mean, it's a little off topic from um, cheating, no. but I'm just saying, yeah, right. So, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's along the same lines because it's really just sin. You're right. 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 Oh, Carla, you see my Bluetooth. But my Bluetooth is so I can... Be on the phone. Can you guys not hear me on Facebook at all? <laughs> I'm using two phones, okay, you guys. Here is my my phone. And then if you actually see my workspace, I've got two computers going on here, too. We can hear you. <laughs> you can? Okay. Sounds yeah, good. It's, it's good. Okay, Carla, you can't hear the caller. Okay, this is funny. So the number to call in, Carla, is 347 347- Eight eight four eight two four five. So Johnny says that. Let's go back to your comment here. I think people need to also learn to love themselves, so you can have love in your life. And if someone cheats on you, that just means they weren't meant for you. And also, let love and trust in God. Okay, Johnny, I want to acknowledge you for your boldness and braveness in sharing. Love what you have to write. I actually um, don't think that just because someone cheats does not mean that that's not the person that was meant for you. Because cheating is just a reflection of sin. If we just take out the word cheating and just use sin, that person has sinned and take the foundation of what you just said, then we should all be alone. Because I sin, I'm imperfect, and it's only by God's grace that I'm forgiven. So cheating is no different. Cheating is an opportunity for growth. And how is cheating an opportunity for growth? 
it's the questions that you ask. It's not, why did I get cheated on? Okay? It's not, how did I get cheated on? It goes back to the question of, what am I to learn? And if you truly are in a space of love and lovability, you can go and say, okay, how can I restore the relationship and get the relationship back to where we honor God, the Father, the relationship, go back to the commitment. What agreements have we made that haven't been kept? What do we need to renegotiate? What areas in our marriage do we need to work on? Marriage is a wonderful place. It's a safe haven. That even though people sin against each other, it's a wonderful place to say, okay, I choose to love you anyway. Now, what's required of me to love you, despite the fact that you've harmed me, my marriage, my life, it affects your work, sexual harassment cases sometimes happen, but what do I need to do as a woman? What do I need to change in my life? Okay? And then how can I come alongside my husband and empower him on his path and his journey and help him heal? And what do we need to look on in our marriage that's not working? A lot of times people get cheated on over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And the reason why, there's one common denominator when they get cheated on by multiple people, and it's them. And that's usually what's lacking a lot of times is because people point the finger and say, that person cheated on me, so that person is a cheater, and they aren't, you know, How can somebody do that? They can do that because they're human. They can do that because there's something lacking in the marriage. And what's your part? It takes two people to cheat, the person that's married and the person they're married with. And then what happens is then you have the third person involved. So there's actually three people involved in an affair. I live in Orange County. And Orange County is probably one of the hardest places I think in the whole United States to have a relationship because of the money that people have here. Um, They think they can buy love, buy sex, buy women. Carla, you live in Orange County. And married men have affairs or married men put themselves on a dating site as if they're single only to find out they're freaking married. How sad. So then women in Orange County get all hard, and rightfully so. There's no men out there. Men don't know how to love. And what we need to do is we need to change our radar for what we're picking up on. Yes, Carla, it's very common in Orange County. Um, I've never seen it more rapid in any of the United States, and I've been across the United States four times. I've even lived out of the country. Um, Douglas says, I'm trying to find love, but I'm having a hard time finding it because tried everything, and you just can't find the one. Tell me, so how can, um, well, how, so love can be with me. I'm from South Carolina. Douglas, I'm from South Carolina also. Uh, Carla, Orange County women, um, it's materialistic things. Well, not all women, because I live in Orange County. You live in Orange County. That's not true. 
um, that's, that's the mindset, you know, of a lot of people here in Orange County. Um, women are uh, looking for someone to uh, up their financial gains and not truly looking for love. Um, but there are people out there. I have a caller. Okay. Okay, we've got Morgan in Oregon. Morgan in Oregon. Hi, Morgan from Oregon. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you, darling? Good. So, um, I just got back together with um, my ex-boyfriend, who um, I've been with for three years. We broke up because um, he was treating me poorly, and I thought maybe that would um, kind of wake him up um, to be without me for a while. And we both started seeing other people. And um, then we realized, you know, we really do need each other. And um, now that we're back together, I'm kind of um, scared that he's going to go back to that person that he met while we were apart. Um I'm having a, a really hard time um, believing what he's saying. Um, I'm also trying to focus on um, my religion and um, kind of, I just, I have a lot of worry in my heart, so I don't know if I'm supposed to, um, I don't know if I'm just overreacting. But it is in the back of my mind, even more so now than it was, that he might be uh, cheating. And, Morgan, how long were you with him before um, you decided to separate or break up with him because you didn't like the way he was treating you? And then my second question is, how was he treating you in a way that wasn't honoring you? Um, We were together for three years. Um, we've never been apart, um, besides, we were apart for a month, and that, that was this last time. Um, before that, um, I believe that we got really comfortable with each other and got in a bad habit of treating each other poorly, and so, um, he just got in a habit of, um, saying hateful things and, um, putting me down to where to the okay. point of where I didn't feel attractive anymore or like he was attracted to me anymore. Okay. And since he's back in, how is he treating you now? Um, good. I mean, it's better than it was before because it was obviously a huge wake-up call for the both of us now that we know what losing each other is like. Um, I don't know. He says he loves me and wants to be with me and wants nothing to do with the girl that he was talking to, but it's just really hard to believe. Okay, so first off, love is an action word. So I always encourage women, words are wonderful. We love to hear them. But a a true man backs it up with actions. 
So what have you seen in his actions that have backed up his words? Um, every day um, he'll, he has to get up really early in the morning for work, and he still comes over to my house even though he um, has to be up early or um, we will hang out on the weekends will do little things for me, like helping me um, outside or helping me work on my truck or just little things that women can't do because we aren't strong enough. Okay, so he's making the effort to provide for you, offer you security, correct? Yes. And do you feel safe in that? Yes. Okay. So what you don't feel safe in is the fact that when you were separated, he did what you could do and he could do, which was see other people. And now that he's back in, you've allowed fear in that's hindering you from truly being in the space of truly loving him. Correct? Yes. Okay, so fear is a wonderful mechanism because all it is is it's your body wanting to make sure that you don't get hurt again. Okay, that's all fear is. So when you realize that fear is just doing that, it's just trying to protect you, it's a wonderful way to say to the body, thank you for wanting to protect me, right? Yes. But I'm choosing, I've made again a choice to choose this man because his actions are backing up his words. The moment that switches is the moment then, then you have a conversation with him in regards to how you're feeling. But if you choose to live in fear, what's going to happen is that fear is going to manifest and you're actually going to lose the man that you love because what you think about is what you create. Does that make sense? Yes. So you need to dispel fear. Accept it, thank it, and then tell it you no longer need it. Because what you're choosing to do is trust him because his actions are backing up his words. It would be just like in, because you went out with other people also, correct? Yeah. So how would you feel if he says, I want to be with you, but I'm afraid that you're going to go be with whoever you were with again? How would that make you feel as a woman? Horrible. 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 And then when that person keeps saying that so many times, a lot of times what happens is because that begins to be instilled in us, we end up going and doing what the person fears the most because it's just a pattern that they keep hearing. Well, he's not, he doesn't trust me anyway, so why bother? Right? Yeah, so you're thinking that if I keep bringing it up to him, he's actually going to go do it? Well, what you're saying is I really don't trust you. And that's that doesn't empower a man. 
He says, it doesn't matter what I do, what I say, she's still not going to trust me, so why bother? I might as well just go cheat. So what you've allowed into the space is your fear. Fear kills relationships. And it kills the ultimate thing that you're truly wanting, which is love. Correct? Because you're wanting love. Is this the person that you're in love with? Yes. Okay. So you have a choice. To truly love a man is not to keep bringing up the fact that you fear he's going to cheat on you and he's going to go away and all that kind of stuff. That's your your world and your space. You really want to empower him and say, I love it that you've come through with your actions to take care of me and be here in the morning and help me with my car. And that's what you want to focus on. When you focus on, I just don't know if I can trust you and, you know, where were you during this break of period of time because you didn't answer my call and you get into that vicious cycle, it sets the relationship up for failure. You have to trust what he says until he proves himself untrustworthy. I didn't think of it that way. It's a choice. You have a choice. You have the choice to either disempower him and tell him that you're you don't really trust him, which is you're never gonna you're not gonna have a great relationship. It's not going to work. Or you can choose to say, despite my feeling, I'm choosing to trust you, and don't bring it up. Because when you bring it up, you bring it up in the space. You bring it up in the universe. That name, that person now has power over the relationship. You're giving that relationship power, which you don't want it to have power over your relationship. Does that help you? Yes, it does. Okay. So when tonight you see him, or whenever you see him again, what are you going to do is to empower him and let him to know that you see his actions, you love it, and that you're choosing to trust him? Um, I guess I could just sit down and um, really tell him my feelings and thank him for everything that he's done for me lately. Yeah. Loving a man is actually sort of simple. It's women get in the way of it and make it difficult. Men love knowing that they have impact and what they do, they choose to do, and what the impact has on our life. That's what keeps a man coming around. The more you nag, the more that you say, I don't know if I can trust you, that puts a man down. That doesn't make a man want to come back. So choose love, he, uh, not fear. He, choose love. He talked to her for um, three weeks while we were broken up and also slept with that person during the time. And um, I'm trying to believe everything he says, but at the same time, that person was calling me and harassing me um, at that point, 
And so um, I just trying to believe that um, he loves me, the person that he was with for three years versus the person he was talking to for three weeks. Yes, I understand what that's like. I know what it's like to get phone calls from the other party. And you have you have a choice to make on what you choose to believe and what kind of relationship you want to create. You've been together three years. You took a break. And during that break, you both did what you chose to do during that time. So now it's coming back. I'll say working with people, Morgan, I always say after you've broken up, you need to give it six weeks before you go off and, and do anything else. And the reason why is for exactly what we're talking about right now. Um, because of the doubt and the fear that, that sets in. Because you really want to take that time to not rotate pairs and have spares, but to really work on you and healing your heart to have it prepared for the next relationship. And oftentimes what we do is we go and find the next fix. And what the next six does is it does exactly what it's doing in your world right now. Is it causes fear, causes interference. And then it really makes it difficult, the relationship more difficult to grow and flourish. Where if you just taken a six week break and just focus on you and what your heart needs and let each other look at each other's lives and see if you want to to come back together. He brings up um, having children and being married, and um, like he's tell him to the same tell him to ring it. <laughs> Words mean nothing. Do you think he's actually being sincere? Honey, I don't know. Men will say what they say to get what they want. A man of action steps up to the plate and delivers. Gotcha. Well, thank you, Elizabeth. I'm back at work. Um, Okay. Thank you for calling in, Morgan. Thank you. Okay. God bless. Okay. And we think, let me see. We might have one more call. Let's just wing it and pull it up. 705, did you have a question for Elizabeth? Hello, hello. Are you there? 705. Well, Elizabeth, we just have four minutes anyway, so I guess it's... That's great. Okay. So let me ask you this in regards to what we just talked about with Morgan. Um, Being a man and in a relationship, when there's tension like that, from your scope and your lens as a man... What would your what would your take be when a man says all these words but he doesn't deliver? Yeah, I mean, my overall take on that whole thing is is get out and that it's it's I don't know I guess these the you know the word I could describe it the most is a mess and you don't want to be involved in I mean that is not the way mm-hmm. to start if if it's something that's going to last long term 
Like, you know, like, you know, take, for example, our marriage, 30 years, I guess is a good example. I mean, we had very mm-hmm. few arguments, you know, when we, you know, got together and, and the, you know, early years, we, you know, everybody has arguments, of course, but mm-hmm. if it starts off that rocky, you know, that is, that is not, you know, meant to be, it's just like clear out and start fresh with someone you know that's really meant for you obviously that's that's just uh I, I couldn't you know i could not i couldn't take it i would rather be alone than be in a, a mess like that i mm-hmm. couldn't take it couldn't. well people do um <laughs> you know when someone takes a break from a relationship you know people do what they do because they do it and they don't realize the consequences it's going to have on the relationship if they were to come back together mm. and um this is just a clear example of what happened because people chose to make choices and um the choices weren't truly out of love but self-centeredness because if the person truly loved the other person they would have made different choices and yet in our humanness, we're hurting hearts and we want to think, uh, feel like we have value that someone loves us, right? Uh-huh. And that's what gets in the way is our own, we get in the way of our own success. We truly do. So someone said the other day that love is complicated and I, I just, I totally disagree. I think love is actually simple. Uh-huh. We get in the way of our own success. So love is an action word. And you know that from being married 30 years. Love is an action word. Don't tell me you love me and that you want kids and you want to get married. Bring it. Step up. Step out. So um, how long did it take you until you asked your wife to marry you until you knew? You know, we, I I knew very early. I mean, it was just a a matter of, uh, I think, Three months I had proposed, and we got married in eight months. So there you go. We knew. Wow. We knew we were going to be together. I, I co-signed for a, a car loan for her because she didn't have all the you know things that was needed and before we were even married. But I knew we were going to be together forever. Uh-huh. So it, 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 it was a done deal, and she felt the same way. That it was, you know, we would be together and. 30 years um she has lupus she's she's bed bound most of the time but you know i mm-hmm. made a commitment i love her and i would never think of leaving her side never so mm. that's true love yeah i mean that's, that's what i love. thought thought it's you know was supposed to be about i mean so like you said mm-hmm. love is pretty simple i agree yeah Should we be. get in the way of it we get in the way of it. So, and then we do things to sabotage the very thing that we want. And, um, and that's what's sad. But um, at the same time, that's a beautiful thing because then it's what lessons are you to learn so that you can move forward and not make the same mistake because we weren't meant to be perfect. But it's finding someone who loves us in our imperfectness just as we are and just as we are not. And um, being true to oneself, being true to oneself, taking off the mask, walking life as integrity, opening up the closet door like we talked about last week, opening up the closet door and shining light in on the mask and saying, this is who I am. 
Love me or leave me. Right. So that's what Christ does. Christ chooses to love us. Yeah. There's Um, only one person that's perfect, and he's upstairs, so. Yes. And without God in a relationship and a foundation where God is the key, relationships don't have the foundation that's required in order to last a lifetime. I agree. I agree. Wonderful. So next week, we're going to be on at the same time, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, For those of you who are asking how I can help you, go to elizabethprinceton.com backslash radio. On there, I have a special going on right now for coaching. It will be off by the end of the day. And then there's also a video series there that are special just for radio um, to help you, empower you, and give you the tools that are needed for dating success. Um, Michael and I are here every Tuesday, Pacific Standard Time. I'm live on Facebook. The number Michael always puts up, and um, you'll see it, me blasting it out on my page. What I'm talking about next week, I do not know yet. This week, I really wanted to talk about affairs, especially with the holiday season coming out. And um, not sure what next week will be. You can hit me up and say, hey, I'd really like you to talk about this subject. Would love to hear what topics you guys would love for me to talk about. Read my blog. Please make your comments. My videos are on YouTube. You can watch them. One of my brands is Divorced in Dating. And um, I also have that website up also. And um, love is in the air. And for those of you who know, I am the queen of hearts. Love is all you need. And um, love is all we're created for. We're created for relationships. We're created to love. It's really simple. It's not complicated. We get in the way of our own success. And um, it's truly when we begin to go back on our knees to God, look at our own lives, stop pointing the finger to others, that we're truly to have the relationship that Christ designed us to have. Okay. We're out of time. Thank you, Elizabeth. Okay, wonderful. You're welcome. Right. God bless you guys. Okay. Okay, bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. All right, guys, we have uh, less than a minute, but this show ends, so everybody will have to redial for the new show to start less than a minute. Thank you.